Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? I'm from Austria. Christmas means to me family time and having loads of good food. Uh, So personally, I am a Christian, so the Christ's birth does mean a lot to me. So that's the main part. That's what it mainly means to me. But then it's also time just to regroup with your family. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hey, welcome back to our Christmas countdown series. It is crazy how far we are getting in this series. We are still talking about Zachariah and John the Baptist, and we are getting closer and closer to the time of Jesus's birth, just kind of setting the stage and leading up to that. So it is super duper exciting. As I promised in yesterday's episode, today we would be talking about the prophet um, that Zachariah spoke. And if you remember yesterday, we left off with um, Zachariah and Elizabeth naming their child John. And immediately when Zacharias wrote that on the tablet, his mouth was opened and he was able to start prophesying um, about both John and Jesus. And so that's what we are going to be learning about today. It is a lengthy passage, but I'm going to do my best to keep this as short as possible. So buckle up. Here we go. Let's begin with our scripture, which is Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 80. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us, in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sun shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel." So like I said, that was a longer passage than we are normally used to, but that was the prophecy that came right out of Zachariah's mouth the moment he was able to speak. And one of the reasons why this was such a big deal was because the prophetic voice of the Lord had been silent for over 400 years before this time, but now we see God speaking through Gabriel, God spoke through Elizabeth, um, he spoke through Mary, and now he is even speaking through Zacharias. So we went through this time of 400 years of silence and now, boom, 
we are having prophecy after prophecy coming out of these people's mouths that God is using. So when we're breaking up these verses, um, verses 67 through 80, we see that even though Zacharias is prophesizing this at the celebration of his son's circumcision party, basically, they don't actually all apply to John the Baptist. Some of the prophecy actually applies to Jesus. So I want to kind of break down and make sure that we know which one applies to each. But before we do this, I want you to just know that this entire prophecy as a whole is called the Benedictus. Um, that is comes from the Latin translation. And we see that, you know, Mary's prophecy was known as the Magnificat. This one, this prophecy also has a name and is known as the Benedictus. So, like I said, I want to break apart which of these prophecies applies to Jesus and which of these prophecies deal with John the Baptist. So, specifically the um, prophecies on the horn of salvation for us, um, the one about saving us from our enemies, performing the mercy promised to our fathers, remembering the covenant, and serving him without fear all of those verses near the beginning are dealing with Jesus. And then further down, we have the prophet of the Most High, um, the one preparing his ways, giving knowledge of salvation to God's people, um, giving light to those who sit in darkness, and guiding God's people in the way of peace. All of those verses and promises are dealing with John the Baptist. So I just want to clear that up right away. Um, so as we see in the beginning, in verse 67, it says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying... So the moment he wrote that on the tablet, God filled him with the Holy Spirit. And that is what was fueling this prophecy. So yes, it was Zacharias' words, but ultimately it was the words of God because... Like it says here, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit. So God was flowing. Those were, the, those words were flowing out of him. Um, we also see right at the beginning in verse 68, it says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he raised and redeemed his people. So the first words in this prophecy are bringing praise. And just like Ella talked about in the Magnificat, Mary also began her prophecy with praise. And one of the most interesting things I see here is how Zacharias is prophesying about Jesus and he is praising Jesus and saying that he loves him and we can see how passionate he is. But Zacharias has never met Jesus. Like Jesus isn't even born yet. And it's amazing to me just this love and adoration and um just this praise he is giving to Jesus when he's never even met him yet. And yet I know that as Christians, we can often have this cold heart towards Jesus. You know, I don't always hold this heart posture that Zacharias had of just overwhelming love towards him. And yet I know so much more about him. I know that he died for me and I know that he died on the cross to save me from my sins. You know, Zacharias knew the prophecies and yes, he was prophesying about him, but he like Jesus wasn't even born yet. And we see this just love instilled in him. 
I also want to just flip towards the end of this passage and look at verse 80, and it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the days of his public appearance to Israel. So this is one of the last times we're actually going to be seeing John the Baptist, um, just because our Christmas countdown series will end before we see later scripture about him. So I just want to give you a little bit more information. So we just kind of know, you know, we left off with him as a newborn, but just giving you a little background about just John the Baptist and his life. So One of the main things that John the Baptist was prophesied for, he was actually prophesied in the Old Testament as well as Jesus was. His coming was prophesied. He was to prepare the way um, for Jesus. And he did this by telling the world that Jesus was truly the Messiah and just preparing their hearts to be able to follow the teachings um, that Jesus was about to teach. And in Mark chapter 1 verses 2 through 3 is one of the prophecies about John the Baptist um, coming. And it says, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So in that verse, multiple, multiple times, it says John the Baptist is preparing the way. That was ultimately his his job was he was preparing the way for the Messiah to come. And we learn in the Bible as well that John lived a rugged life in the mountains of Judea. He wore clothes of camel's hair on a leather belt around his waist, and he ate just a simple diet of locusts and honey. So it honestly just makes me think of this dude who's living this really simple life, who's less focused on the worldly things and the stuff that the world has to offer, but is more focused on kingdom work and just preparing the way for Jesus and making Christ known. However, if you read on a little further in the Bible, specifically in Mark chapter 6, we see that John the Baptist story ends with his head upon a platter. Yes, he was beheaded. That is how the life of John the Baptist ended. He had definitely a cruel death. However, it's it's a pretty good story to read. So if you want to do some extra study or just have more time to read, I would definitely recommend going and reading in Mark chapter 6 to... Um, just hear a little bit more about that. But that's all I have for us today about the prophecy that Zechariah is um, preaching about both Jesus and John the Baptist. I will see you guys in a future episode. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.